Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we come to the end of chapter 10 in the book of Mark, beginning with verse 46. Jesus and his disciples are on their way back up to Jerusalem, where Jesus will be turned over to the authorities and crucified. He has told his disciples about this. They still didn't really comprehend it, but the mood was somber. Verse 32 says that as they headed toward Jerusalem, the disciples were amazed and fearful about what they would encounter there. But they make some stops along the way, and the stop we'll be looking at this week was Jericho. Mark has been writing about Jesus' miracles throughout his gospel, miracles that proved Jesus spoke and operated with the authority of God. And even while Jesus is on his final march up to Jerusalem, here he stops to perform one more for a blind beggar. Have you ever looked at yourself as a blind beggar? That's hard for us to do most of us sighted, probably none of us begging on the streets, yet it isn't a far-fetched comparison, but one we must embrace. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, Jesus's Final Miracle of Mercy. Sozo is the word that means to save. It's essentially any kind of rescue or deliverance. It can be rescue from a physical affliction or a, or a danger, but in its, in its most common usage in the New Testament, it's the word for spiritual salvation, being delivered from your sin through, through Jesus Christ. And with these two guys, clearly Jesus meant both of those meanings of this word. Their sight was restored and their souls were saved. They were made right with God. Now, how can we tell? Well, what would you have observed if you were there? Before the crowd comes along, the two guys are sitting by the roadside, probably saying, alms for the poor, alms for the poor, and occasionally there'd be a clink as someone would drop a coin into the, the, the jar or the tray or whatever they had there. And then the crowd comes, and then these two guys are shouting for Jesus. And then Jesus deals with them, and you would observe right away, <laughs> they can see. I imagine the guy ran back and got his cloak. It was going to get cool that, that evening, or picked it up on the way as they went back to head toward the home of, um, of Zacchaeus. So you could see that they'd regained their sight. Interestingly, the word for regained sight is in the, the Greek aorist tense, which means action completed in the moment. But the word that's translated began following is in the imperfect, which describes the start of an ongoing action. That's what salvation is. It is the moment when you call out to Jesus Christ. You, you, you ask for mercy. You beg for mercy. You receive the free gift of eternal life, and you are radically changed from that day on. You don't say, thank you, Lord. I've gotten my get-out-of-hell free card. I'll see you in heaven. No. You begin to follow Him. That's the moment of salvation. 
So the point of application is pretty clear. Do you have what it takes? What it takes for what? Well, for salvation. What does it take to be saved? It takes faith. That means that you trust Jesus Christ, you trust Him alone, you trust nothing else to rescue you from your sin. You say, I know that I have nothing good to bring you. No matter how many rituals you've gone through, no matter how many prayers you've prayed, no matter how many good works you've done, none of it will get you into a relationship with God. The only thing that will get you there is the righteousness you don't have that you can't produce. It's His righteousness given to you as a free gift. And when there's true faith, it is the kind of faith that follows Him. Lord, where do you want me to go? Lord, how do you want me to talk? Lord, how do you want me to act? Lord, how can I serve you? Following the Lord. It means you're willing to persist in your faith. There will always be voices screaming out in the world to try to get you to stifle your faith. Come on, back, back off a little bit. You know, don't, don't be such a fanatic. But it becomes obvious to anyone who watches you that you love the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what real faith is. Now, Jesus doing a healing, you know, uh, that's not a big surprise. I mean, if you're, if you're the guy that just got your sight back, it's a big deal. I'm not minimizing it, but it's hardly anything new. By the time we got to this point in Mark, we've already seen countless healings. So I think it's significant and very worthwhile to ponder why is this miracle, this incident, recorded at this time here in the Gospels? Well, for one thing, it does help Mark with his task of demonstrating that Jesus is the Son of God. That's what all of his healings did. But healing these men, as wonderful it was, that doesn't seem to be the main point. There's more than meets the eye here at first. So give it a little thought. I think you can think of some lessons. First of all, understand the compassion of the Lord is a constant. It never changes. He's on His way to to the cross. He has the 12 apostles on His hands, still not really understanding what's going on, still arguing among themselves which one of them is the greatest. There's a huge crowd following Him with with a whole bunch of different ideas of what's about to happen when they get to Jerusalem. And most of them, most of the ideas were wrong. I say, we'll show you that as we move on in Mark. But in the midst of it all, Jesus cares intensely about the suffering of two needy outcasts. And He shows compassion to them where He sort of slapped around the two whiny apostles that brought Mommy to ask for a favor. Remember, God cares for you at all times. You can personally apply what Peter wrote, 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7. He says, therefore, and you can read the rest of 1 Peter to read what leads up to the therefore, but you can get the meaning here. Therefore, 
Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. Do like Bartimaeus and his friend did. They came humbly to Jesus. They entrusted themselves to Him. They put themselves under the mighty hand of God. They knew they could because they had good theology. And they knew God cared for them. Learn from them. God is never too busy for you. Your needs are never unimportant to Him. You never, ever need to remain anxious. Never. Now, we're, we're wired so that we have alarm systems within us. You will feel anxiety. You will feel fear. You will be surprised. You will be caught off guard. You, you can be disheartened, but you never need to remain there. Why? Because of God. He cares for you. Learn also from these guys, and why I think this is placed here, is to show us that the identity of Jesus Christ is supremely important. I think it's significant that for all the people who came to Jesus for the thrills during that old big time up in Galilee and all the other places they've gone, I think they saved this incident for last to show some people got it. Some people really did get it. Jesus, they knew who He was. Lord, they know He's the Master. Son of David, they know He's the Messiah. Have mercy on us. They know that He is the mercy giver. The lesson is not to be shoddy, not to be careless in how we describe God, how we describe Jesus Christ, or how you address Him. Because if your concept of God or His Son is inadequate, your faith is going to be weak. They acted in true faith. And they were two examples of people with true faith. Notice the elements of their faith that we saw in the story. They sought out the Lord. They wanted to find Jesus more than anything. They were undaunted by being told to back off in their pursuit to get face-to-face with Jesus. They persisted until they did get face-to-face with Him. Their doctrine was spectacular compared to everybody around them. They called Him Lord, Son of David. And their faith brought them salvation because they trusted completely in, in God and God alone for mercy, which He gave to them through His Son, Jesus Christ. And their faith showed because from that moment on, they continued in obedience to follow Jesus. I'm looking forward to a lot of things in heaven. got a lot of questions on my long list that I'm going to ask, but I won't care to ask them when I get there because I'll be face-to-face with the Lord. But uh, there's people I'd like to meet. I'd like to meet Bart and his friend and find out. I, we can call him Bart when we're there. We're going, to be, you know, we're going to be all family by then. I'd like to say, did you follow him all the way into Jerusalem? Were you one of the ones that went all the way to the cross, or did you, you know, crawl off into the woodwork with the disciples and come back later. We don't know, and that doesn't matter. But we do know the mercy of the Lord never changes. Let's pray. Father, how we thank You for the record of this final miracle of mercy from the life of Your Son here. May we have faith like that of Bartimaeus and his friend. Please, Father, uh, if anyone here today has not yet 
put themselves under your mighty hand, coming in faith, crying out for your mercy. Make this the day to bring them to yourself. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.